hey, listen, it's August 31st, Monday afternoon. You'll probably get this. Well, it'll be available to you probably September. So much going on this week with all that's happening. I needed to get this done. If you have your copy of God's Word, turn with me to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, begin verse 17. And we're going to read to verse 21. We're actually going to read more than one verse or half a verse today. And so get your copy of God's Word if at all possible. Now I realize some of you listening while you're driving down the road may not be possible to get God's Word. Write it down, remember it, read it later, I hope. And as you do that, let me ask you a question. When was the last time you thought about your sin? I don't mean somebody else's sin, I mean your sin. When was the last time you thought about your sin? I find, as I talk to people who have come to Christ, been in Christ in a while, that one of the sad things that happens to us is that we forget that we need to completely and uh, uh, continuously examine our life and make sure that sin hadn't slipped in. Uh, you know, all the way back to the book of Genesis, God made it clear that sin's desire is for us, saved, unsaved, lost on the way to heaven, sin's desire. Uh, one thing, it wants to ruin our life. Another thing, it wants to ruin our testimony. Uh, for those who are saved, that's that's its desire. It wants to, you know, to, to, to ruin our testimony. In fact, I'm studying a passage in the book of Corinthians this week, 1 Corinthians, of, uh, well, an individual who was ruining not only their testimony, but the testimony of the church, and Paul was not happy about it. And in that in that time of renewal and looking through that passage of Scripture, I began to think about our individual sin and our need to look at that. And in that discussion, I came up with two things uh, that really I wanted to look at, and I'll talk about will lead to some things we'll talk about in a few moments. But I came up with an old song. I remembered an old song. Don't panic. Don't turn the don't, don't turn the podcast off. Don't plug your ears and all that stuff. I'm not going to sing. Uh, but years ago, Wayne Watson, who was years ago when I got first got saved as a young Christian, uh, was one of the more popular uh, singers of the day. In fact, he came to Southwest Mississippi uh, Community College after we moved to te- uh, to um, Tejbo Parish in Kenwood, and we went up and heard him there and. I did a great job. We had him in our church at Greenville Springs when we were there. I did a great job there. So I don't know what Wayne's doing nowadays, but he had some great music. Uh, just He did some great songs. Look him up, listen to him. Uh, they'll be a little dated for you now probably, but I still love them. But there was a song he had that had to do with a life that had been changed by the power of God. And uh, it, 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 uh, the song was, Do Lies for Old? And, and, and basically the man in the song that Wayne talks about uh, went around saying, new lives for old, warm hearts for cold. He had been, well, he had been a child of the world and had apparently lived a rough, tough life and, and apparently at one time was a hard person. But in a September, on a September day, the song tells a story and that something happened to him and the message was not what it used to be. What he was offering was not what he used to offer and it became new lives for old warm hearts for cold. Well, that reminder of that song got me to thinking about this passage of Scripture. Of how when we come to Christ, it is different, and we're different, and we become different people. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning in verse 17, reading the verse 21, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away, Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. 
Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And that passage of scripture reminds us of something that we all need to know, that we have, if we've come to Christ, received the new life or the old one. And we should not, we must not allow the old life to come back. We must not become, once again, what we were before, but we must stay as God wants us to be. Sometimes what happens, people get a warm, fuzzy feeling, and they do good for a while, but they go back. They go back to do what, well, what they were doing, and sometimes they do even worse than they were doing. But if Christ has really come, if, if our lives have really been changed, then we really have a new life. And what we offer to the world, what we offer to others is the new life for all. Well, to do that, we have to deal with our sin. And boy, I tell you, man, it's hard to get people to deal with their sin. It's, it's hard to get people admit sometimes they, they even, even some sin, they, that they're sinners. And sometimes they want to hide behind, well, you know, I know I've done some things wrong, but you know, there he is over there and he's done worse, or there she is over there and she's done worse than I have. Well, it's not a comparison contest. It's a reality. Sin ruins things. Sin brings a stench that we want to get out of our life. And some people seem to think, it's okay. I don't think anyone really knows. It's not going to matter. Well, uh, there's some things that I have discovered in life, and I really learned a lot of this when I lived in Kentwood. And uh, I want to share that with you today. I want you to hear what I have learned. And, 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 and I think that it's no secret. I don't think it's something that I've learned. I think most of us learned it. Well, really, there are no secrets. Most things will be discovered. Most things will be revealed. If you have sin in your life today, whatever it is, listen, examine your life. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to, you know point to you and say, you've got this sin, you've got that sin. I'm not about to call names. Because first off, I don't know. And I, I'm looking, I'm looking reflection of my face and I worry about my sin. <laughs> suddenly, as I was speaking in this phone, microphone, that's what I see. And so if we have sin in our life, we really have to, we must deal with it. There are no secrets. It's not like we're going to get away with it. And, and I'll put that in quotation marks. I, I, it's going to be known. It's going to be found out. In fact, if you wait, if you wait, the finding out may be worse than it ever have to be if you just simply stop today, right now, and say, you know what? Yes, I've had sin in my life. Yes, I've done something I, and I've taken whatever it is, okay? I can keep on going. I can keep on getting around, getting close to it, perhaps, but I'm not going to hit the nail on the head because it's your sin, not necessarily mine. But we need to examine ourselves, and, and one of the reasons there are no secrets, and it is better to deal with it ahead of time than then it wait and it's all drug out and everybody knows and everybody, or we feel like everybody knows. Truth is, there's never a time when everybody knows. But perhaps important people in your life find out. But God always knows. That's the second thing. There are no secrets. And, and added to that, it may say, well, maybe you should have said God always knows first. Well, maybe, but my point was, because some people aren't that concerned about what God knows, do you remind them there's no secrets? They're not hiding anything. Uh, because sometimes we feel like we're, we're hidden it, like, oh, you know, I've got this right here, and, you know, I'm not doing it at the house, I'm not doing it by my heart. God already knows. God already knows. Whatever I'm doing, whatever you're doing, God already knows. 
And if there's a, if it's sin and it's, if it, if it damages my witness, I need to deal with it. Others usually find out what we've done or what we were doing. Now, the truth is, when they find out, <laughs> they usually don't let go of it. People usually forget their own sin as quick as they can and usually hold on to ours as long as, long as possible. That's just the truth. You say, well, brother, hey, I don't care what other people, God forgives me. He does and he will. And, and if you're in sin today and you do an examination of your life, he, he'll absolutely forgive you if you confess your sins. He's faithful and just to forgive your sins. But here's the deal. You have to be like that man in Wayne Watson's song. You, you have to get that new life rolled. And when you've got that new life, you don't allow that old life to, to hang on, to come back and be part of what you're doing. And, and so we, are, we have a reminder here that others usually find out what we've done or are doing, and they keep on reminding us. Um, many people have had this experience. They've changed their life. But they changed their life after a time when they got to know certain people. And they meet new people in the new life, <laughs> and they get married, and then they run into people from the old life. And when the people from the old life run into the new person, they, they always instantly refer to the old life and think about the old life. And then that person has to decide, determine what they're going to say, what they're going to do. Well, what I'm going to do, what I hope you do is take the new life Jesus gives and be able to explain to those who knew us when, this is now. And this is now is different than it was then. You see, it is not, well, I told you people know, and and they usually have a, find, a way of finding out what you've done or what you're doing. While I remind you that to, you know, get you to think about what you might need to do, truth is it doesn't matter what they think a lot of people will never let go of what you've done. A lot of people are never going to, when I say you, I mean we, I should say we, excuse me for that. A lot of people are never going to forgive us. A lot of people are never going to let it go. They're going to always use it against us. They're always going to remind us, hey, you know, 30 years ago, 10 years ago, or when they were a child. Well, I've come to grips with that. But I've come to grips with something else. It doesn't matter what people remember. What matters is what God knows. And God knows whether or not I have confessed my sins. And God knows whether or not I've gotten my life right with him. I pray that I have and I pray that I am. And I pray that you are, you have and that you are too. But if not, if we look in that spiritual mirror and we say, Ooh, you know, there's something that slipped in there. Then let's get rid of it. Let's get it out. And let's deal with it. So there are really no secrets. Remember that. God always knows. Others usually find out what we have done or are doing, and they will use it against us, and they'll continue to use it against us even after God has forgiven us. Move on from there. There's nothing you can do about that. Sin carries a price. That price is heavy, and it's personal. And sometimes it has eternal consequences. There have been, and there are people that are forgiven today of their sin. They have confessed their sins. They've been renewed in Christ, and they have victory. But there were some people that they ran into along the way. And those people made decisions, done things, based on what they saw or the impression they had or the influence that were given at the time. Well, they've not gotten right. 
And sometimes when they get close to it, sometimes when God begins to deal with them, they bank, they think back in time. They don't understand about grace and forgiveness and about God forgive God forgives us. And once he forgives us, he forgets what we've done. They just think about what we did with them or what we did and they know we did. And well, I can't I can't do much about that. In fact, I found I can't do anything about that except try to be a better person. Try to be the person God wants me to be today. I always have a past. I maybe your past is great, grand, and glorious. I hope so. That'd be awesome. Don't don't rub it into me, though. Don't 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 say, "Hey, brother Danny, I don't. I'm not like you. I don't have scars from years ago. I I don't have this from way back when." Okay, I'm glad. I hope that's true. But most of us have a few scars, and most of us have a few things that still breaks our heart when we think about it. That's that price that sin sometimes carries. I tell the story of. Of a, of a scar I have on my finger I got in high school. I uh, I got involved in some things one night that I shouldn't have. And along the way in that night, I cut my finger to the bone. I mean, you could literally see the bone. I hear stories all the time. I could see the bone. Well, I could see the bone. But because I was not where I was supposed to be, I was not doing what I was supposed to do. And because <laughs> I was a little hard-headed, a little, a little, well, determined not to confess what I had done to my parents, I took some tape and just taped up my finger and went to work at Winn-Dixie the next day. And the next time that I saw my mom, mom and dad, it was two or three days later, I, I was able to hide the finger for that long. So, you you know, most people try to hide their sin for a while. Well, I, I thought I could hide mine, but I couldn't. And my mother sees this big old bandage on my finger finally. She says some things to me about it and then wants to look at it. So I revealed to her what, what is there, that cut that was all the way through the phone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we won't talk about what happened. Uh, but the doctor said, there ain't nothing to do now, it's been too long. He's gonna have just have a scar. And I did, and I do. And I remember that scar, it, it broke my mother's heart. It, it left me with something that that I'll never forget. And it also reminds me I was people, I was with people that I'll never see again. And they'll always know what we were doing things we shouldn't have done. No, we didn't rob a bank or things, so if you're thinking that, forget that. But we did some things we shouldn't have done. And I wish I would have done. And I had the scar to prove it. And that scar reminds me that I do have a new life, but there was a time when I had an old one. And I never want to go back to the old life. Sin carries a price that's heavy and it's personal. And it often has eternal consequences for people we know or people we meet along the way. So let's make sure that we, we look into the spiritual mirror of our life. And if we've got something that we need to deal with here, let's deal with it. But we need to put sin behind us. And that will only happen when we let God work in us. In my passage that I talked about uh, from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Apostle Paul reminded us that we're new people in Christ. If, in fact, he says if anyone, boy, man, woman, girl, church, whatever, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. He's got that new life. She's got that new life and have given up their old life. A lot of people today seem to have accepted a weakened gospel. A gospel that says you can be what you've always been and come to Christ. You cannot be what you've always been and come to Christ. You get a new life. And if, if, if 
you want that in your life, then you got to lay the old one down. Well, except Brother Dan, why you told me this day? Well, because today's been a day of reflection for me as I get ready for Sunday. And I thought about some things today I'll not be able to talk to church about probably. I read a passage today out of 1 Corinthians that reminded me that Paul was very upset about the, the sin that had made its way to the church. And, and I began to think about how little it bothers us that sin has made it to our life. How little it bothers us that we have um, come to faith or gotten ourselves straight. Haven't got ourselves straight, I should say. And how little emphasis we put on the life of those who really have that new life. In the song I told you about, Wayne Watson, he goes back and he visits the street corner that that person that he sung about used to stand on and offer new lives for old. The man's not there anymore, and he asked about him, and somebody says that fool died last spring. And in the song, he goes, well, I'll take his place because I'm offering the same thing, new lives for old. Today, I hope you have been reminded. Today, I hope, I hope, if you haven't heard it before, you've heard it for the first time. And the first time is the best time if you accept it. You can get a new life rolled. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been. Say, Brother Danny, I've been going to church all my life. I'm going to church, and I didn't mention a word about church to just now. As far as I know, I don't have a script, but I don't think so. If I did, I didn't mean to because I'm talking about getting a new life. Oh, yes, I believe you'll go to church and I believe you'll go with passion and you'll go with sincerity when you get a new life. But till you get that new life, you're just going to go through the motions. You're not going to like what the preacher says. You're going to say you can't understand the Bible and a thousand other things. But when you have that moment, when you have that time, like that guy Wayne Watson's song had, when you lay down the old life and you pick up the new life and everything changes and everything's different, then suddenly you understand what God has done for you. You've got a new life for old. I have in the last 24 hours been thinking about the value of that new life. And I've come to tell you this, this today, if nothing else, if you don't hear anything else today, I've come to understand that people who love people who have gotten that new life celebrate it when the moment comes when there'll be no more moments together because it is the testimony of that new life that reminds them that they too, if they don't have, can't have life. Well, today was a little different. It wasn't quite like I thought it was going to be at all, really. I hope that you have that new life. I hope you've exchanged the old one for the new one. I hope you're living in the power and the presence and have the peace of God. And and even if you have some scars from the old life, things that will always be with you, I hope they do it do for you what my scar does for me. Reminds me that you can get a new life roll. God bless you. We pray for you. We know so many people with with the virus that it's hard to keep track. However, if you know someone that has a virus or has some other need and you want them on our prayer list, send that to me and we will get them on there as soon as possible because we are a praying ministry and we want to pray for you and pray for those that you care about. I hope over the next couple of days you'll pray for us. Um, we've got to do some things this week that are very hard for us in regards to uh, saying goodbye to folks we love and care for and
and trying to be there for folks we love and care for who are going through a time of grief. So pray for us, pray for them. You say, you didn't give us a name. I don't need to give you a name. My God knows who's on my heart. And if you just say, you know, Lord, I heard Brother Danny today and his heart's heavy. Pray for those that he is thinking about. Got to do that. And let me tell you something else. I am so glad that I got my new life for my old life. I pray that the moment has come that you too have that new life. Sin will try to come back. His desires for you. But you live in the power and the peace of the old life. And when sin leaves a new blemish, when sin tries to leave a new mark, remember, you've got a new life. And you can, by the grace of God, be restored again. God bless you. We love you. Listen, got podcasts on Anchor. That's where these are recorded. You get a chance, listen to them, share them with others. DSPreacherMan at gmail.com. That's the best way to contact us. We'll share this on my story as well on Facebook. But the best thing that I hope that you'll do is listen to them on the, uh, on the podcast. Share the podcast. They'll take them away from Facebook. They won't be available. You can't find them. But we've got about six or so podcasts, and they, and they are different, <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, we are all over the spectrum, but our goal never changes. We want to give you something, not charge you something. We want to give you something to think about every time we get behind this microphone. Our prayer is that you'll say, you'll think, or the reality will be whether you think or say it or not. You know what? I hadn't thought about it like that in a while. Or I've never thought about it like that. And I'm glad I heard it. Let us know what you think. Offer us any encouragement, any correction that you can. But today, live the new life and not the old. God bless you. DSPreacherMan, gmail.com. DK Ministries, proclaiming the word. We'll see you next time.